The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. It's a special Halloween episode here on Kicking Out of Two. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat, you know, all that uh, spooktacular jazz that comes with Halloween. I'm Dave Rosenbluth. This is Dennis Levy. Always a pleasure. And we are here to watch one of, what we talked about in the last episode, um, one of the one of Goldberg probably if not Goldberg's greatest match yeah. in, in his WCW or his overall wrestling career against DDP from Halloween Havoc 1998. Last episode we watched Hogan and Warrior. We talked about the worst rematches. We talked about Hogan and Warrior and the, the build up to their first match and then this match. But now we're going to talk about DDP and Goldberg and the build up for this match at Halloween Havoc, as well as um, their respective careers heading into the match as well and. The, the, the big question being, was it a good idea to end the streak at Starcade with Kevin Nash? And we'll talk about that. And don't, don't get your, your, your panties too much Sorry. in a bunch, Dennis, because I know you're ready to jump at it. And you're going to totally... Was that a spoiler alert? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're ready to jump at it and just totally kill the vibe and the momentum of the show itself. And then we would have nothing else to talk about. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, you, you like to blow your wad first, don't you? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's ready. I... Dennis gets heard all the good I stuff say first. I there's some ladies like, and some gentlemen. I'm bisexual. Everyone knows that. But anyway, that being said, that 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 yes, where they're like Dennis in the bed, you're a little more sizzle than steak. Yes. Anyway, that's a little more what? Uh, kind of like you know, you know, talk about blowing the load too soon. But re- repeat the what, what was the exact phrase? A little sizzle and no steak. You know what I mean? oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I got you. All right. So the so. So oh, the all show and no, the, no performance. No, all show, no go. Okay. Wow. All right. I mean, it happens. It happens. It happens. You know what? Hey, you got no shame in it. You, yep. you're, you're you're proud of it, so it is what it is. Um, so what I'm gonna have you all do, um, you're going to, if you watched with us last week, okay, then if you still got it in your queue on Peacock, then what I'll have you do is I'll have you fast forward to two hours fifty seven minutes and fourteen seconds. Pause it, and you'll get a shot of the beautiful MGM Grand Garden Arena Casino, whatever the fuck they want. It looks outdated as fuck, but it actually yeah. got it does for a nineteen ninety five or whatever the fuck year ninety eight. That actually does look like a nice. Sounds one, like though. you're paying attention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, you're gonna pause it, and then when I say play, press play, and we're gonna watch it back and do all that jazz. I might turn the audio up a little bit actually for the introductions, um, especially uh, when Michael Buffer does the introductions. He's um, He's one of the best, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to play the audio for that. And then maybe even Goldberg and DDP's entrance. Yeah, sounds, you know, sounds like a lot of fun. We're going to do that. So um, without further or do, in five, four, three, two, one. So hit play. It's the biggest casino hotel in Las Vegas. It's sprawling. It's been, a, it's been nothing less than a, than a fan a fair weekend. Why did they play? Anyway. Alright. It's a missed time cue. Alright. What happens? Buffers in the house. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, from the MGM Grand of Las Vegas, Nevada, it's time 
for the WCW NWO Halloween Havoc final match of the evening. Sanctioned by the Nevada State Athletic Commission Chairman Dr. Elias Ghanem. Commissioners Luther Mack, Lorenzo Fertitta, Glenn Carano, and Dr. James Nade. Executive Director Mark Ratner. Physicians in attendance are Dr. Margaret Goodman and Dr. William Berliner. And when the bell rings, your referee in charge of the action, Mickey J. And now, this is the moment the world has been waiting for. Too bad they didn't see this it. This match is for the heavyweight championship of the world. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! It's funny they can't play the uh, original DDP song. Obvious reasons. <laughs> It's funny though that uh, the Miss Beat one, but that was the original DDP thing for uh, for uh, that one note. I'm talking about that miscue, the, the miscue. That was the original DDP song, but but now, now they can't. Now this is obviously the, the WWE. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, because they didn't have the licensing yeah. rights to it at the time. I believe that was um, I believe that 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 Diamond Dallas Page song that was created in WCW at that time was for um. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but it's either of public domain that there was music that Turner used, which was like free music or the or music within their their library, I should say, or it was music that Jimmy Hart had created, and he has the licensing rights. I don't Jimmy, know because Jimmy Hart used to create the music for WCW when yeah. he worked for them. That was one of his big. Um, Big responsibilities aside from being a television character. I always thought because it sounded like Nirvana so much that, that, that they didn't want. WWE's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I, I think it's yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's more so they um, they don't own the licensing okay. rights to it because I think it was a a, a a Warner Turner Time Warner licensed property um, of sorts. Um, let's play uh, the audio for uh, Goldberg's entrance here.
Listen to that pop. Yeah. This was a great crowd. God bless them, too, because they saw some shit wrestling. To this match. DDP at the end of 97 captured the United States title from Kurt Henning at Starcade. Going into 98, had a lot of momentum as a breakout single star um, with a major title. Great rivalry throughout 98 with Raven. Uh, had a great series of matches with Chris Benoit. The, the, he was in some high profile angles with Hollywood Hogan, part of the Rodman. Carl uh, Malone, yeah, the Jay Leno match, even though that was the shits, which then culminates with this. Um, did you think at this point, everything that DDP had done up to this point, that he was deserving of being in this spot as a main eventer for the world title? So you know, you know my mind. All uh, when it comes to memory, it's all like I said. I uh, originally thought just looking for '95, like like years mean nothing to me, and like like, okay. like, like, like think. But anyway, that being said. That, that, uh, when did Savage DDP happen? Is a year after, prior in '97. That, that's his best work. That, that's that's when I would have I would have put the belt on him. That 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 uh, that, uh, that, uh, that uh, So by this point, '98 is he's wrestling. He's ready. Oh yeah, he's ready to be the main in the main Absolutely. Event. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Now um, Goldberg. Okay. He comes in end of '97. They start this streak with him. He's pretty much mowing through everybody. He's not really in any like high-profile angles. The storyline is, is that he's just got the streak. He's just beating everybody. Yep. They're just throwing every warm body in front of him. Did Hogan and, even get a rematch? Hogan never got a rematch. How fucked up was that? <clears throat> right? Hogan never got a rematch. We'll get into that. Yep. All right. We're going to talk about the streak. We're going to talk about the, 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 the ending of the streak after this match is over. Okay. okay? So, Goldberg... Towards the middle of 98, he's kind of involved in a rivalry with Raven's flock. Like, him and Saturn had a series of matches that were actually pretty good. Saturn seemed to be, like, the first real test yeah. that Goldberg's character encountered. Um, he would beat Raven for the United States title. And then he would continue the streak. And then his popularity grew um, to the point where they had no choice but to put him up against Hogan. And they, they, they popped a rating and 
sold 45,000 tickets in the Georgia Dome in his hometown in Atlanta. And they announced, what, def- 48 hours or something, right? Yeah, something, like, something crazy like that, yeah. They, and he beats Hogan on a Nitro. What were your thoughts on Goldberg's streak, his rise to superstardom, him winning the title, and him as champion before this match? With DDP. If we go back in time, I, I during during the Goldberg or like you know squash and stuff like that, I had so much fun. I you know me, I like a rock show. And that and and, 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 and he was the wrestling an, an analogy of a rock of a rock show. So, 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 so I love Goldberg. I really did. Even though uh, yeah, his work rate kind of sucked, but but like the presence and like the entrance and just him doing the jackhammer, everyone like everyone. Everything he did was explosive. Yeah, it was explosive. I, yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what I mean. That that but granted, I still think he, he before he put the strap on him, I still think he needed more time to get polished and whatnot. Let him be the U.S. champion for a year. You know what I mean? Let that 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 let 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 the wink wink championship be like like the most important championship be the U.S. championship around around Goldberg. Bounce around your fucking every championship with with the. Whatever, Macho Man and Hogan and whoever the fuck. Yep. DDP for fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 uh, but but I think Goldberg was just uh, like like before he could get like a really really posh wrestler that he was already a star and it was too it was like it was too late almost you know. Okay. Uh, like, I know I used an analogy uh, before, but the the horse left the barn. Yeah. That 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 that, uh, that, that, that uh, but I I think they could have you know they waited a little longer for yeah. him. Okay, um, that's not a bad idea. I, I would I wouldn't have been against that idea, um, but do you think because he was so popular and I mean let's 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 look at the landscape of, of wrestling as a whole in 1998. Let's go WWF Raw for instance. All right, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you had yep. the Undertaker, you had the Mr. McMahon rivalry with Austin, you had The Rock was was being built up, yep. Kane, you know, Degeneration X. Um, it was a very non-PG program that was getting more popular and popular as, as the time went on. Then over on the WCW side, which I think, and I've said this before, WCW had such a great roster, it was so hard to believe that they lost the war because of the talent that they had on that roster. Let's, let's break this down for a minute. Okay, WCW 1998, you had the NWO were split into two factions. Hogan on one side, Nash on the other. You had Sting that eventually joined the Wolfpack. Um, Bret Hart was a part of the programming. Even though he didn't have much of an impact because they were too crowded, Bret Hart was on the show. DDP on the rise. The Cruiserweights. Jericho was coming into his own. Goldberg was making a name for himself, and he was getting popular. Wrestling was so hot. So hot. 1998 is one of my favorite years of all time to watch wrestling. And that's why I'm covering this match because it's in, like I agree with you. I think this is Goldberg's best match, at least in WCW. He had a few good ones in WWE, but but the WCW match here, I thought is his best one. Um, you gotta think though. Wrestling is so popular, and Goldberg. Do you think that with his popularity and the fans chanting his name, and People paying money to see him yeah. with these with with this streak. Do you think it would have? You know, you said have him keep the U.S. title for a year. 
do you think as popular as he was getting and he was continuing to get popular that do you think that like people wouldn't if they waited too long to to pull the trigger on him that they were gonna maybe be, that, they, that they were gonna be victim of the audience not caring but here's the thing that that uh especially with literally we know too too, too like the, the back the, the, the backstage politics and all that other mm-hmm. stuff but that that uh, once you give like a guy like it, it, like his gimmick is you know he's unstoppable and all that stuff. He's a cyborg, but pretty much. Yeah. Once you give him the title, that 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 uh, you you put a you, you put a, you, you put a, a like a like a like a like a an asterisk. A, not an asterisk, but, but that that a stigma. Not a stigma, but but you, you put you put a time limit. Here. Now you put a time limit on his reign because now sooner or later he has to lose. If you're the champion in wrestling, you just have to lose. But you just said you wanted him to keep the United States title for that, a year. That's secondary. Okay, that, that, so that, that, you're talking about the main that's what I mean. title. Yes, okay. yes. That, 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 uh, that's why, you know, when Roman Reigns got, got a thousand days, well, I'm either blown, Hogan. We haven't ever seen anything like this before. Well, it's been, it's been decades. I mean, it's I mean, been mid-80s Hogan. Yeah, Hogan, Hogan's the last champion to have a run as long as, as you know, the Longer than Reigns. That's what I mean. So when you're the heavyweight champion of a company, it's just assuming that you're going to drop it in six months. You know what I mean? It's okay. Case of point, this. But okay. uh, but but that that uh, that that uh, I just think there's so much more meat to the bone when it comes to that streak and and the and and, the, and that gimmick that that uh, that. Uh, but before, so so you think the streak could have lasted longer with him as United States champion? Oh, I think you could have milked that before he even beat absolutely, Hogan. Okay. absolutely, okay. That's a fair assessment. I think a year would be too long. Me personally, I think if I think if they milked Goldberg and Hogan at Starcade, if they went to Starcade in '98 instead of the Georgia Dome in July, yeah, I think that would have been an appropriate timeline given how popular he was. Like, oh, spear by Goldberg, the DDP. Yeah, I think it would have been. I, I think it would have been a more appropriate timeline, um, given that time period, because wrestling was all about like short attention spans back then. Like title changes were the norm a lot on TV. Um, hey, to take the Rock versus uh, Mankind, huh? what was that? They like traded the belt titles? like <laughs> yeah four or five times or something like that. They played hot potato with the yeah. title, and people bought into it. They loved it. Um, so to see somebody with the title for an extended period of time like Goldberg was, I wouldn't say it was rare in wrestling, but it was different. Because during that time period, you got more guys playing hot potato with the belt than anything. And it was all about the attention span. Now here, Goldberg trying to get Paige up. Uh, can you do DDP it? tells a story where Goldberg legitimately hurt his shoulder and he couldn't he, he couldn't do this. Really? This spot here. He had trouble with it. And so they're kind of conversing. As you see here, they're locked up. Yeah. Um, I think this is the spot that gets... DDP into the diamond cutter. Um, yeah, here we go. Right here. Bam! Oh, Look at the pop. Oh. Everybody's up. And you see the two guys in the front row are like, oh my God, yeah. is this going to be the end right here? It should have been. Is DDP going to be the one? We're going to have that discussion. You got to uh, okay. yeah. hold your thoughts. I'm sorry. We're going to have that yep. discussion, okay? That's going to be after we watch this match because I, I, I got some thoughts on it. And I know you do too. Um, you see, everybody's on their feet now. And this is... Probably the, the the most vulnerable the Goldberg character had been presented. Oh, at absolutely. This time, uh, to and to somebody like DDP, 
and true story, which I thought was good going into this rivalry, they acknowledged on television that DDP was the one that convinced Goldberg to try out for WCW. Really? DDP, I guess Goldberg was Goldberg was, you know, nearing the end of his career uh, in football. And oh, is he gonna get him? I think he's got him here. Jackhammer. Is he this it? That, right? One, no, no, you're okay, two, three, and it's over. Yeah. And your winner. Fun match. It was short, but yeah. it was fun. I Gold- remember it being longer. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that that uh that I, I really do like this match though. So. Yeah, like I said, the, the most vulnerable Goldberg had ever been and DDP who had built up a quite the resume within the last almost two years heading into this match with all he had done, you know, the stuff with Savage and then eventually, you know, nineteen ninety eight yeah. was a great year for him. He was a focal point on television. You know, him getting this title shot. Um, do you think it helped? If there were any doubters about Goldberg's run as champion and Goldberg as a performer um, with the streak, do you think DDP helped legitimize or add some credibility to this title run with this match? Um, no. And, okay. And it's because it, it wasn't because either their fault. You mentioned what, what what's the legacy of Halloween Havoc. You fucking lost the feed. People don't talk about the the match how incredible that 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 it was Goldberg. Not until like us twenty years later. Yeah. During that moment, that's all you talked about. How these motherfuckers stole our money. Yeah. So you couldn't that's even a, bounce off it. That's a good way of putting it. That's, I, I think this match does get overshadowed a lot because of the fact that a lot of people didn't get a chance to see it. As we close out this uh, watch along here, they're rolling the credits um, for uh, you know the end of the show. Now let's talk. If, for, let's end this here. We're going to talk about the ending of that streak. Okay. Goldberg would go on yep. to wrestle Kevin Nash at Starcade, and Kevin Nash would end up becoming new, the new champion. He would defeat Goldberg's streak with a little help from Scott Hall. And then eventually we saw the finger poke of Doom. Ugh. Okay. Which has been uh, one of the most controversial angles in, in wrestling history. Tell me why you feel... Do you, all right, so let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you feel DDP should have been the one to end that streak? Absolutely. Okay, tell it, me why. It so, 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 right, so tell me why. Uh, because who's the guy that's like, you know, the little engine that could, the, 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 the guy... The underdog. The, 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 the underdog. But every time, every time you don't believe in him, and like, like he, he shocks the world, yeah. you know what I mean? And that 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 uh, and always the guy that just go, you know, he, so what is, is he has broken ribs? He's taping it up and he's gonna fuck the macho man. Yep. You know what I mean? And that 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 uh, he he has the guts, yep. the grits. The fans are behind him. Yep. They get through. He's the, relatable. The exactly. He's relatable to people, especially blue collar folks that you know work hard and come up short and you know do the best they can and they don't bitch and complain and you know they 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 fight through adversity. He did that. His character did that throughout his time wrestling the NWO and Randy Savage and then eventually yeah. getting to Goldberg. So, I, I like your reasoning. And I even think like the next night on, on Nitro, the place would have exploded. If, if, if like, he like, came like, out with the title. He, he came out with the title. And then like Goldberg comes out, shakes his hand, and it, and it goes, it goes. this isn't over. But, 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 but I'm glad it was you. Yeah. I like that. Ring. I like that idea. I like that finish. Okay. Um, I'm not against it. All right. 
But I'm also not against Kevin Nash being the one to do it. And here's why. Uh, all okay? right, give it to me. All right. And this isn't me being biased as a Kevin Nash fan. Yeah. Okay. But you can't deny how hot the NWO Wolfpack was in WCW. They, in my opinion, they were the babyface answer to DX over on Raw. They were like WCW's version of DX. They okay. were the cool group, the Wolfpack. Yeah. Nash, Conan, Sting, Luger. As much as I didn't like Sting being a part of that group, like they were popular. They were selling red and black NWO shirts. They were they were hot. It wasn't you know WWF Raw was the more popular show, but WCW yeah. Nitro in that that time frame in the summer of '98, they they cooked up some really good shows too. And the Wolfpack was a big part of that. Kevin Nash was very popular. He's a big guy. He's not a technically given, you know, technic, technic, he's not a technical wrestling master, but he's a believable guy at seven feet tall. He looks like the guy at the end of the bar that, you know, if you pick a fight with him, you're, you're in for it, you know, kind of thing. Like, he's, he's another one that kind of had that, he's cool, but he also has that blue collar, you know, working man's representation of, of, a, of a guy that a lot of people can relate to. There's not many seven-foot regular folks out there, but yeah. still. The, and, and, and you also have to remember, too, he got help from Scott Hall. At the time in that story arc, Hall and Nash were at odds, and Nash had kind of written Hall off. And then the NWO Black and White written Hall off. So Hall was like what they called the lone wolf. You know, he was by himself. So he was trying to get back in the good graces of Kevin Nash, okay? And so him trying to help Nash without Nash realizing it, like, I thought the intrigue of that finish, people people shit on it. Like, and, and I don't know, maybe I'm just the minority, but like... It definitely... Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. And, and I also, and I've said this before, yeah. I didn't have a problem with the finger poke of doom in theory, Okay. The build-up and the build-up to it that night on Nitro when they tried to portray Goldberg as stalking Miss Elizabeth, I thought it was kind of hokey. But the actual reason behind the NWO preventing Goldberg from regaining the title and Hogan and Nash reconciling and the NWO remerging back as one group again, I didn't have a problem with that idea. Okay, in theory, here's what I had a problem with when it came to it. Right. There was no follow through. All right? There was no follow through with it. You have to let me let me put all the pieces out there and put the puzzle together. Yeah. Scott Hall was a lone wolf. He was trying to get back in the good graces of Kevin Nash, okay? Hogan and Nash both realized that Goldberg was a threat and they decided to merge the NWOs together. Hall big part of that formula too, okay? Um all a big plan to make sure that Goldberg didn't regain the title. Bischoff at the time was the president of WCW, but he lost his, his he lost the presidency um, to Ric Flair. Okay, and Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen were a thorn in the NWO side as well. You put all of these pieces together, and Goldberg gets screwed in the Georgia Dome after the finger poke, which revealed that the NWO is 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 back on top. Right, they're back together again. And the, what do they? What are the first thing they do? They put Goldberg in an angle. They, they put Goldberg in an angle with Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> and Scott Hall because Scott Hall screwed him. So yeah. they had like a like a, a like Goldberg Bigelow and Hall were kind of, like Goldberg should have ran through. I'm not saying Goldberg should have wrestled Hogan immediately, yeah. but they shifted from this new version of the NWO 
targeting Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen and, and you know, Eric Bischoff being a part of that, okay? And Goldberg was kind of left off to the side to deal with Bam Bam Bigelow, who had, at the time, had been an on-screen rival to Goldberg. Yeah. He was kind of interfering in some of Goldberg's matches. He was kind of like a wild, wild card. He wasn't aligned with anybody. But him and Goldberg had some matches and, and you know, a rivalry on TV. So they kept that going. And Goldberg gets screwed by the NWO, and he doesn't put any of his focus on trying to get the belt back. What should have happened, what should have happened, in my opinion, is if you're going to go through with this finger poke, and the NWO is going to be a thing, yeah. Goldberg should have went through them all. And then it culminates with him and Hogan at like a bash at the beach or a Halloween havoc. Goldberg beats Nash. Goldberg beats Hall. Goldberg beats Steiner. Goldberg beats Bagwell. Goldberg beats all those NWO B-team yeah. j- j- uh, JV squad guys like Stevie Ray and Norton and Vincent and all of them, okay? He blasts through the entire NWO for six months to a year. Maybe he gets some help along the way from Sting, Bret Hart, whomever. Culminates, Halloween Havoc, Goldberg Hogan. Finally, the rematch. Goldberg getting screwed out of the title. Boom. Hogan Hogan loses finally to Goldberg. Goldberg gets his heat back. And the NWO is vanquished forever. And then that's when you start the real split and split the NWO off for good. And you don't do another NWO. Would have been a hell of a lot better than we had. Okay. But here's what happened with that. Yeah. Like I said, they put they, they shifted to Hogan and Flair, which I didn't think was the greatest idea. Okay. And then they made David Flair, remember, the NWO at one point. Because he, 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 I'm glad I blocked that he turned out. on his dad because his dad wasn't. Oh, I do. His dad didn't love that. him enough, right? Yeah, I vaguely remember. Right. So he did that. Goldberg, they shifted over to Bigelow, and then guys started getting hurt. Fucking Scott Hall, I think, had an injury. He was out. Um, Bagwell hadn't been cleared yet. They were doing the Hogan Flair thing. Then. For some strange reason, they thought it would be good to turn Hogan heel or babyface and turn Flair heel. And Hogan was still the leader of the Wolfpack in the NWO. It's like it didn't make a lot of sense. So, in theory, and, and, pl- and please, let me preface this by saying, <laughs> you know, I understand fans and other fans' hatred for the, the finger poke of doom. In theory, the idea behind it I'm not against it. Even the execution when yeah. Hogan pokes Nash. What they built up to on that Nitro with Goldberg stalking Elizabeth was a little hokey for my taste. But overall, I didn't hate it had they followed through better with what was to come with Goldberg and them. I think that's everyone's everyone's big gripe is that they didn't have a plan. That, that, that if we have like a... If we have like a Nash, uh, uh, NASCAR race, right? If, if, if back, if back when NWO first happened, they were winning the race. They were winning the Daytona 500. Yep. But, but then all of a sudden, Stone Cold, you know what I mean? And Vince, then their car is a little is going past them. Then right when it looked like they're going into the final turn, and it looks like the WCW could finally have a chance to, to, to regain the lead, they popped their tire by, 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 by giving by 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 scrapping the the the, the, the streak and 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 and, and, and Goldberg and da, 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 da. Here's never, a, that that was their fatal crash. They never here, looked back. Here's the argument too that I think I've I've heard over the years. The argument being that Goldberg's streak ending, like it kind of cooled him off, and they could have 
la- the streak could have lasted forever. I, I mean, my, my opinion, Goldberg and WCW never recovered on, on that night. Okay. I agree with you. There's another argument to be made that there needed to be some kind of vulnerability that got people. To, I think, and, and, I, and I agree with this argument. There needed to be some kind of vulnerability for fans to get behind Goldberg. Because at some point, I think they were going to get tired of seeing him just go through everybody and he was just undefeated and, and beating everybody. There needed, Goldberg needed a reason to fight back. Goldberg needed a reason to, people needed a reason to care about Goldberg. And so whether it was DDP, whether it was Nash, yeah. the streak had to end at some point. Okay? And I think the idea of the finger poke and Nash being the one and it being a big NWO concocted plan, I think they were on that they were on that path, or the idea was to get on that path for people to care about Goldberg. And so that when Goldberg was kind of doing his own streak again, going through the NWO to eventually get to Hogan. Okay, that it would it, it would be another layer to Goldberg's character that people gave a shit about. Okay, my feeling, my 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 opinion, my feeling back then was I thought that Goldberg was going to go through them all, and that there was going to kind of be like it wasn't going to be like an undefeated streak where they were going to go like they were going to do the numbers all over again and count the stats, but it was going to be in Goldberg's mind. It was like a streak of like, he was going to check off every member of the NWO that he had, you know, and that he had gone through. And then eventually he outs Hogan and wins the title. And maybe the NWO turns on Hogan, you know, and it's like just Nash's group only, or all, you know what I mean? I'm with you. That, 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 I think it would have been such a cool story that uh, Goldberg would have been like the the, the the sniper that took out the NWO, and that would, that would have been it. Yeah, that would have been such a great story. That's that's what I that's what I was kind of figuring and hoping yeah. it was gonna go. You know, so that's why I wasn't so terribly upset. If that would have been the poke. end game. I could have been behind that, but yeah. I, and, I, and the, the finger poke, the finger poke yeah. wouldn't have had a, a bad taste. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So all right, we're kind of on the same page there. Um, I appreciate your time. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely, talking about this this, yeah. this story and the, watching the match. The match was pretty short. It's but very intriguing. Just, just, just at the end of the day, to, to me, Dave, it's very intri- the Goldberg story in WCW. Is, I think it's such an intriguing story. That that that, that uh, 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 just an amazing start to to to, 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 to it and like well, uh, how he's put together. I mean, yeah, he came in and they didn't really have much of a plan for him. There was just. There's just a rise and fall story to it, and, and I think it's so intriguing. It is. I mean, and I think, you know, his first WWE run wasn't as successful. Um, I think he was still sour on the business. He was just there for a paycheck. But then when he came back, you know, and they, they put him in the Hall of Fame and he had to run with Brock again, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, Those Brock matches were fun. They were fun. Even I mean, the one in New York people shit on. I I, I didn't like that one. I, I and it, I think that's also why he came back too, so that he could, you know, kind of restore his legacy because of the negative taste in fans' mouths. For, for us, next time you're doing chores and, and you want to something in the background, have have Goldberg no sound Goldberg versus versus uh, Brock Lesnar at, at that WrestleMania. It's not bad. No I, sound. I, I, if I do, if I need something on in the background. No, I'm just saying you're vacuuming or whatever. You know what I mean. And you just want something in the background to keep you entertained. You know what I mean. But how's it gonna entertain me if there's no sound on it? Because you're doing your chores and shit. You just want to see wrestling. Okay. But anyway, I'm just saying 
It's the crowd. The crowd takes it away from you. The they did. They did. 100%. They certainly did. I, I, I agree with you. I think also what didn't help is that Brock was leaving. Goldberg was leaving. People were aware of it. But I don't think they were checked out until halfway through the match. I think you, you could tell that there was like an intensity there. But then the crowd, you know. I think they, they, I, what didn't help is that they stalled. The bell rang and they like they, they stalled and locked up and then stalled again. Then they locked I, up uh, again. The point there like too, they stalled. Yeah. And I think the audience was like, are you going to do something? Like they, uh, they, I mean, it's New York, so yeah. they they have high expectations of what their wrestling is, and and Goldberg Brock didn't live up to that, obviously. So, all right, pal, this was a lot of fun. Um, we will definitely do this again in the very near future. November coming up, uh, Survivor Series, uh, possibly War Games. Uh, so I'm sure that we're gonna have some some. Uh, some, some meat on the bone to chew on, if you will. I'm not sure what I got planned, but uh, I'll let you know. And then, of course, I'll let all of you know. And thank you all so much. Press and play, hitting down, like, like subscribing, rate, reviewing, all that jazz um, as a part of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Greatly appreciate it. And I think it's about that time that we put this one down for the three count. And we'll see you all next time. <laughs>